Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello, and welcome to the Pants Party. As always, I'm Max Brecky, along with me, Harrison Starr, and Benjamin Ross. Fellas, how are you guys doing? Doing great, Max. I'm good. How about yourself? <laughs> you, do you do this on purpose every single time? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I had oh, to well, go We haven't back done a podcast, in a three-person in a while, I don't think. Just stepping all over each other to, to open the podcast. It's a great yep. shtick. I like it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, probably unique to us because we are idiots. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's not unique to us. It, there are lots of idiots. <laughs> that yeah, that part is not unique to us. But um, yeah. So anyway, uh, today it is uh, Monday, February fourth. The Super Bowl was yesterday, and four Hawkeyes are now Super Bowl champions. It's one of them again. Um, the, I think the one that's a two-time Super Bowl champion now is probably the most unlikely, and that's James Ferencz. Or is he a three-time three, three now? Just two. Wait, you said four Hawkeyes are Super Bowl champions, aren't there only three? Uh, Cole Croston uh, and Riley McCarron, right? Yeah. I don't think McCarron's on the roster, is he? He took a picture with the trophy last night. Well, wow. Butter <laughs> yeah, my no, riches. I, I didn't think he was on the team either. I thought they had really, like, cut him. <laughs> I like, thought he was early. a CPA in Kansas City still. Um, Are we no, sure he um, just wasn't a guest of Kirk Ferentz? No, yeah, no, uh, we're not. I think he was in uh, <laughs> he was an injured reserve player or something like that. Oh, so I guess technically no, he wasn't on the roster. Wow, that's... The picture with the trophy. So congratulations to Riley McCarron. Congratulations to Riley. One Great, more Super good... Bowl trophy than catch. Happy for you, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, James Ferentz almost has as many Super Bowl trophies as he does snaps played. Okay. Uh... <laughs> nah, there it is. Probably close. Yeah. But, um, hey, two more than so... both of all three of us combined, though. So we need to redirect that. Very cool. It this really is very cool. snarky blogger on brand so no. far. No, it's very cool stuff. It's exciting. The picture of Adrian Claiborne and Kirk Ferentz is cool. Yeah, um, it's a great picture. Just great. I think Especially he cried. Especially uh... Yeah, well, I think that he just kind of does all the time. Now that I've seen two pictures of him crying in the last what <laughs> I was say, month Kirk and is five kind of a days, sneaky crier. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz, big time crier. Which um, big baby, you don't want that in the football facility. Uh, no, I was gonna no say, I respect him more. <laughs> I respect him a hell of a lot more now that I know that he's a big time crier. Do you think? Do you think Doyle hates it? Do you think Doyle's ever cried? I don't know. Oh. I don't Do you think, think Doyle's so. ever salted his food? No. 
Definitely not, no. <laughs> no. There's there Well, he is he's uh low key thick, so maybe he has. <laughs> I don't know, sodium soaks up the muscles. Also fair. But um so yeah, did you guys enjoy that Super Bowl at all? Cuz I know I know Harrison, you I already know that you did. You loved every second of it. I Here's the thing that I enjoyed about the Super Bowl is I've enjoyed kind of the last 24 hours now of being like I I kind of like that Super Bowl, but since all of the hate has come out against it, I loved that Super Bowl. That's kind of what it came down to. Uh, I was emailing noted friend of the podcast, and I'm like, you know, that was like kind of the ultimate Kirk Ferentz football game. Like it really was. I think Kirk Ferentz would take 13 13 to three football games for a season. Oh, one hundred percent. I would too. I think he's, won all he, of them. Well, even if that's we, a better point. Yeah. But it was just—it was all about field position. It was all about ball control. And at the end of the game, they needed one drive, and you have the greatest quarterback in the history of the planet with the ball in his hands. You knew they were going to score. So I mean, like the the where. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick executing that game plan and Kirk Ferentz and a college quarterback executing that game plan. Like, it's such a wide gap. Um, but oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't even give credit to the gap. Like, I mean, two of the greatest of all time to ever do it. Like, it was... That's why it was a masterpiece is because very early on you knew that Belichick had him exactly where he wanted him. And... It played out beautifully. Ben, did you even watch the game, Ben? Besides, yeah, no, I mean, Besides, like, stuffing your face with buffalo chicken dip? I was... I did watch the game, unfortunately, because, like, my roommates are really big, fo- dumb football guys, and they had a bunch of people over, so I was forced to watch it. Uh, normally, it was fine. I mean, the, the I was really disappointed by the ads. Like They were terrible. The ads sucked. Um, they were horrible, <laughs> and uh, the game the game was whatever. I'm not like a big football guy. Loves defense or whatever. It's just a, it was a good game. It was close. It's entertaining for fifty. I mean, not entertaining, but it's close for fifty eight minutes. Um, what what more do you want? No, Some people want degree. points, but yeah. Well, fine. Some people that so watch points, basketball. <laughs> The, the not Virginia Tech nor Carolina game. State. Oh man, Ugh. I know. Or I just watched Virginia. I was just watching Virginia Tech Louisville. That was a good game. Oh yeah, Virginia Tech. The ACC is good. Forty-seven. Twenty. Yeah, but one of the teams scored twenty-four points in a game like a week ago. So can they be, really be that good? Mm, I mean, look at a ranked Wisconsin team. Scores. A ranked team scored twenty-four points in forty minutes. I'm not buying that. The okay, a- ACC fine. is Whatever. a garbage conference. There's Duke and there's um Virginia, and that's it. What about Virginia Tech, the team that held the other team to 24 points? They scored 47. I'm not. I'm not taking that either. Okay. It was a 53 possession game. That's not that bad. 47 points in that. No, it's not actually that bad. I didn't look up anything. About that's the not game. good at all. <laughs> Harrison is a 50, Harrison is a 54 point game truther. Harrison probably likes Wisconsin basketball. We need to get off this podcast before we find out that he does. 
you know my stance on Ethan Happ. <laughs> this is also very fair. Anyways, um, Ben, you wanted to talk about the ads real quick. Let's go ahead. Let's oh, I'll give the floor I to mean, you. I was waiting for it to be more natural. Um, no, I don't have any natural way to bring it up because I didn't watch the, any the of The best ad did. was for like the NFL, that NFL yeah. where every NFL player has ever played was in it. Um, that was the best ad. And if you remember last year, the best ad arguably was the Peyton Manning, Cordell, Odo Beckham ad. The NFL went two for two with great ads um, in the Super Bowl this year. Or not Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what, the, what are we talking about? They did the type of whatever in practice. I don't yeah. know. That was great. Uh, the other good ads were none of them. Didn't the, exist, yeah. The Bud Light, Game of Thrones, one was super pandering. Um, mm-hmm. My roommates and guests loved it because they've only watched Game of Thrones um, and nothing else. Uh, what else is good? Nothing. There are no Tide ads. Uh, no Fiat Chrysler car ads. No Dorito ads. Dorito ads used to be the shit. You remember no, when they, Dorito they had the were? Backstreet Boy Chance the Rapper one. Oh, it was no, fine. That was okay. Um, hmm. I actually think the best ad was for Miller Lite, the Bud Light commercial. It's like... I really do. <laughs> Wait, I missed this one. What was that? It was the one where it was the corn syrup one. He's got that big oh, bag of that corn one. syrup. Okay, yeah. Not high that fructose corn syrup, one. which I guess we we can get into. We were talking about it a little before, but you know, I, I it's like it makes me understand why Miller Lite tastes much better than uh, Bud Light. Great taste, less filling. Boom, corn syrup. That's the reason. That's fine. Totally fine and. I don't. I don't get what the big deal with the corn syrup is. I mean, it, didn't they say it doesn't every Budweiser product besides Bud Light have corn syrup in it too? It's only Bud Light doesn't. And it's like just a- accidental. <laughs> Nobody that drinks that beer cares about that. Exactly. Nobody. And what? Like I got. It's funny. Like right after the ad happened, I pulled up Instagram and I got served an ad by Miller Lite that had side by side comparison of. Like the con- the nutritional value of Miller Lite and Bud Light, and Miller Lite's better in every single category. Oh, um, what he cares! And if you're drinking beer, for, you're not trying to lose weight anyway. It's Mich- it's Michael Golden, McUltra, and vodka. White Claw. Okay, and White Claw. Oh, there was actually that. What was the White Claw? The very first ad of the Super Bowl was a White Claw competitor I'd never heard of before. Truly, no. Look good, no. It wasn't. Oh good. yeah, the one it was with like the anchor. Something so, it was very high. It was like the Starbucks brand of seltzer. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, I've seen two it. Mer- mm. I, it was like two mermaids. I don't know, enticing. I'd like to buy now. Um, yeah, the end sucked. I don't know. Yeah, it sucked. The Super Bowl was fine. Conspiracy um, theory. Did oh, the ad suck so that the NFL ad looked great? No. no, because there's people that genuinely just watch the ads, and I feel like I haven't seen like a truly great ad in years. But yeah. so, so like, here's here's playing out mo- that conspiracy. The NFL says your ads have to suck so that when their awesome ad comes out, people who are watching the only football game. This is a terrible conspiracy theory. I'm over it. Um, as someone who is in advertising and sat in on a Super Bowl pitch, can tell you that's not how it works. <laughs> Okay, I will shut up. <laughs> All right, so anyway, Iowa basketball, they played a big game on Friday. They beat Michigan. They've <laughs> got a couple of big games coming up. 
<laughs> Putting the kibosh down right now, 11 minutes into this bullshit. All right. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Iowa basketball. Are they for real? Do we? Do we? How, what do we think the ceiling is here after that big win against Michigan? We could talk about that in a little bit. But what, I want to get your opinions. What do we think the ceiling is for Iowa basketball is now? Conference tournament. Um. NCAA tournament. The whole whole nine yards because we're not winning the conference regular season. It's just not going to happen. I don't think. Could you want to take that, Ben? Uh, well, I did, my only first question is, I, I think I want to just look at all to the Big Ten tournament. And um, just I want to get a buy, man. I want to get a buy or a double buy. That's all I care about. Um, I think that's going to be really good for the team and help with Fran's struggles he's had uh, at the Big Ten tournament. Uh, the schedule really shapes up. In, we got Indiana on Thursday, and they, you know, they just took down Michigan State. Uh, a little more nervous for that now uh, than I was before, but I think every game's winnable and every game's losable. We'll schedule the rest of the year, and um, the Michigan. The, the worst thing about the the the, bat, the worst thing that happened in the Michigan game is it got our expectations so high, and now just about any loss to me is sort of inexcusable. I mean, obviously, I think we obviously will lose again this year, but like, uh, I'm going to be mad about it. More, more so than usual. Yeah, I still think that the the ceiling is that double by four spot. I'm looking at it right now a little bit. Haven't gotten into it do, too deep. But really, that's my thought is, hey, if they can really put together a little bit of a run here, I mean, it would be something crazy. They'd probably have to go uh, to, what's that, um... 13 and 7, so that's 7 and 2 the rest of the way. That's tough. Four road games, always tough in the Big Ten. Um, but really, the biggest thing that the Michigan game does is it just gives Iowa a wider margin for error. Right now, they're 5, 6, maybe 7 line is what I'm seeing a lot of stuff in that 6 range. Yeah. So you can afford to drop a game against Northwestern or Rutgers. It won't feel good. It'll don't suck. say that. You don't say that. But no, I don't but think like, that you can lose to Northwestern. I don't think, I don't think you can lose to anybody. Good. But no, yeah. Well, obviously, but like, I don't think you can excuse a Northwestern loss at this point. They're bad. I, that all may be true, but I'm just saying, like, the way everyone kind of builds, like, the way there is always going to be volatility in basketball. There are 30 games in the regular season. There's going to be great games, like we saw against Michigan and even Illinois. That was a great, great game. But they're also going to be duds. And really, Iowa's only dud against a team of questionable quality is Minnesota, but that was away. And it really wasn't that bad of a loss. No. Hashtag quality losses. Yeah, they could maybe squeak in Minnesota. Probably not, but... They're on the right side of it, though, Minnesota. Yeah, they are. They control their own destiny, for sure. They've got... Three really good players. So, like, the ceiling to me is getting that double buy at fourth. That's a stretch, but yeah. let's play it out. I would say baseline is 500, and if they're better than 500, it's a, it was an objectively good season. That probably gets them into the tournament. If they were worse than 500... You know, it's probably going to matter on if they get into the tournament. And I think their ceiling in the tournament is Sweet 16. 
kind of what I said at the beginning of this year was after seeing them against Oregon and Connecticut is they are a really good like Pac-12 team. I said at the time, and that works well against some Big Ten teams, and it works not well against others like Purdue and Michigan State, who know how to yeah. just play those rock fights. So, I think with the right matchups, they can get to the Sweet 16. Now, can they? They they also might be the type of team that really struggles against like a Kansas State if for some reason I was in a 7-10 matchup. That could be ugly, but... um. You know, it's going to come down on the matchups, and if he can get to the Sweet 16, that to me is a get out of frail, get out of jail free card for really kind of the last season. Yeah, I have a question, like Harrison. Oh, no, Max, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, I, mean, I don't think the four seed's going to happen just because there's some teams ahead of Iowa that you know they've already lost to a few times. They've already lost to Purdue. I don't think we play Purdue again, right? Uh, no, no, we don't. Sorry. I don't know. Okay, thanks. Thanks, y'all. Um, I mean, Michigan State's already been done twice. Uh, Wisconsin, we do still have on the schedule uh, at Car. No, at no, that's ooh, at, at Cole at, Center. At, yeah, at the Cole Center. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, so that's I think Wisconsin's the one team up there that's probably going to dip down underneath that force. But and then there's Michigan. I just don't. I don't know about Michigan. They're twenty and two, but. Here's the take for Michigan having a little bit of an Iowa 2016 downturn. They didn't really play anybody early on. Yeah, so far they've got the weakest strength of schedule in conference. Now it's unbalanced, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it'll even out. It'll get tougher. Yeah. They have some significant deficiencies. Like, the fact that they don't have... Well, yeah, that... But Teske, who I really like at center, is... I mean, you saw what happens when he goes out early. Like, yeah. Beeline pulled a Fran with him. It was like a... Beeline apparently Fran. does that. I apparently think, Beeline yeah, does that. People, if you, went our, if you went on the Michigan blog, either MGO blog or Mason Brew this weekend, which I did for some reason, uh, there's more than one person in the Michigan man universe... <laughs> that are truthing this John Beeline team who think that they simply are not good. Uh, and they, I believe I even read a comment on M. Goblog that said that this team does not deserve to make it to the tourney. Which oh is, my god. Which is just Wet. burning hot. <laughs> Get your hand away from the stove, my Michigan man. Oh man, he had too much Zingermans for lunch. Um, that is delicious, by the way. I've never that's, even been yeah, there. That's a crazy I just know thing. what it is. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Harrison, I want. Uh, I, I want to know like what I, I get, the worst part about that Michigan game. Well, I guess there wasn't a worst part about it. One of the bad parts about the Michigan game is it like it was not surprising at all. Were you like I wasn't that surprised? You know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised it was a 15-point game and that Iowa had them in double digits for a good part of it, but, like... But, like, nobody played, other than maybe, I guess, Ryan Kreiner, nobody played to an ability that I was surprised by. Um, and even Kreiner's been playing great this year, shout-out to Max. Um, like, I met Isaiah Moss. Big-time player of the year. Well, I mean, was non-existent. That was the most surprising part of the game, probably. 
I would agree with you, that, yeah. If I would have told you I would have beaten Michigan by 15 and zero points from Isaiah Moss, like, uh, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. So that's what I went – that's what I keep on going back to when I said earlier that, like, I'm, it kind of set the season up for failure because I'm going to be disappointed by every loss. Like, I'm, I, we see now what this team is capable of doing with – Without their leading score for the over the past four or five games, whatever Moss was, and uh, uh, basically like almost no point guard, no no point guard play of note really. Bohannon hit some threes. Um, Bohannon hit some threes. Connor Mack um, was okay with the ball, but really they aren't. Uh, the the point guard play is lacking, and we still you know dominate Michigan. Uh, it's just really it was I guess it was it was good to see, but also um you know, they they have to show me now that they can keep on winning. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean I think that the thing about that game is that they just played tenacious defense for forty minutes, really. Like Yeah, that too. Yeah, that And you know, like I think that like the, offensively they had an Iowa game and you can expect Iowa to put up points, you know. Luca Garza put up points, um Wieskamp had, you know, was scoring. You know, everybody was scoring except for really Tyler Cook. Tyler Cook didn't have a great offensive game. And then, as you said, Isaiah Moss. But, like, they played defense. Like, they were swarming to the ball. They weren't giving Michigan any easy shots, really. Um, outside of a couple of threes by, uh, I can't think of his name, that Michigan point guard that's pretty good, the real Project, small dude. Um, oh, well, Simpson. early on, yeah. Early, or, yeah, Simpson. Early on, it was uh, Rezekis. Um, but, you know, like, they didn't really, after, like, you know, that first, like, four for four shooting by that by uh, Rezekis, they played great defense for the entire game. And really, I think that's the one thing that I now know that they can do, is they can play defense like that. And, any, I mean, not anything less, because that was just a perfect game by them, really, but... You know, now that we know that they can play defense, it's going to be, you know, disappointing to see them kind of go, which will inevitably happen, I'm sure, go back to giving up, like, you know, they'll give up 75 yeah, to somebody. Yeah, what happens, like, do the same thing they did against Minnesota on Sunday, like, right? That, that's going to happen again, and I'm going to be annoyed as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's that was it's all about possessions, too, because the Michigan game, I'm not positive, Harrison, I'm sure you can correct me on this, it was played at a much slower tempo than Iowa usually plays, correct? It was actually, like, right in line where I where with Iowa plays. But, like, to your point, it felt like it was a little slower just because, like, they had to work for it. They made, they made Michigan work for baskets. There were no transition opportunities. Um, I think that's what uh, I read in the, the Brendan Quinn article. Um on the athletic, uh, you know, I, but the thing that I think is easy to maybe get lost in this is Michigan is uniquely suited to suck against Iowa's defense. Uh, Iowa was really able to pack the paint. Matthews missed a couple early outside shots, um, which, you know, makes it easier to drop back and help defend guarding lanes. And like, I mean, sim like, they they forced Simpson to go left, which is something that was really pretty cool. Um, just because hey, it just shows they were locked in the scouting report. And 
there will be teams that just make shots against Iowa. There always are. But to see teams miss shots, miss the shots that Iowa was giving them, and then be so locked into the game plan like they were defensively. I mean, it was awesome. And, and to me, it was wild that Joe Wieskamp had five steals. They were all kind of yeah, in, in transition. Like, I mean, they just threw the ball right to him. When he's got those long arms, I think is kind of what it's looking like. He's looking like a super version of Nicholas Bear. Like, I mean, if you could kind of take all the good things about Bear and just blow it up, I I think that's Wieskamp. And I think he's going to be special if he sticks around all four years, which who knows? Who knows? I was was literally about to ask, is Wieskamp a four-year player? Yes. I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. Like, I mean, it's going to depend on how probably next year goes for him. Like, if he has uh, – yeah, I'm going to get roasted for this comparison. But, like, if he plays, like, Gordon Hayward in, you know, all next season, he averages close to 20 points, which I think would be ahead of his progression. Um, but he's probably that good to do it, um, and he's just kind of – coming into his own as it is um that would be kind of the time i see him going pro or not uh but i mean so much has to happen and dante david tenjo and however you pronounce his name and luke Kennard are his two comps (laughs) on ken palm which is hilarious because he explicitly says that race does not factor into his comparisons but why does he they both left after his. <laughs> well, because like that's the that's why I laughed yeah. about the Gordon yeah. Hayward one. It's like you always kind of fall into this, you know, mindset of comparing people to who they look like, and you know, so I'll get roasted for that one. But he's he's good enough probably to go pro, but he's gonna really need to show a lot. Um, it was funny. I remarked while watching the game. He, like, went up and kind of got that layup uh, where it was an and one. I'm like, man, I just wish he was, like, 5% more, like, jumpy. And then he goes out and dunks one, like, off two feet. So it's like, this kid is really pretty athletic, and he doesn't quite get, get that due yet. Harrison, do you know the last Iowa basketball player to average 20 points a game? Oh, I, I literally just looked it up. It's Haluska, and then it's Woolridge before it. Wait, uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. Did you just look it up? I'm looking it up right now. Um, Peter Jock got to 19.9 in 2015. Yeah. Or 2016. I mean, uh, I don't think uh, Haleska averaged 20 and a half in 06, 07. Yeah, and the the reason I was looking that up is because I was projecting a way for him to get to Iowa's all-time leading scorer. Which is insane, but like if he averages 15 points the rest of this season, and then 15 points all of next season, and then 17, and then 19, that gets him to it for 100 total games the last three years. Um, Which, you know, if he's good enough to do that, he's probably going to go pro before, would be my guess. We're still talking about Wieskamp? Yeah. All right, sorry to all the people that I just interrupted this conversation for. I have not heard anything for about three minutes now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's a... I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. For my, me personally, just because I don't know what was already covered. Um, but I'll just give my two cents on it and just say real quickly. I don't think he's... I think he'll be a four-year player. I think he'll at least be a three-year player. But um, definitely not this year. He's just really coming into his own. Like, UV, like um, you know, like we're watching him, you know, like drive to the basket now. Earlier in the season, he really wasn't doing any of that, you know, like... Now he's, you know, taking the ball on off of a pump fake. He'll, like, you know, drive, which, you know, is a part of his game we hadn't been seeing and we knew he could do because of what he did during high school. But obviously, you know, I think that now he's, that he's more comfortable at the collegiate level. Um, you know, like, we're going to see him really develop his game, especially even, like, with these next, what, there's nine games left in the regular season? Yeah, he's played 22 games. Like, that's his entire experience, like... And he's doing all this random conversation about him. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I guess one last point I want to make on Wieskamp that I think is maybe getting looked over is basically he's come in and he taken the minutes from like Brady Ellingson, Jet Nunji, Pemsel a little bit. I mean, just he's been the the input. There were a handful of outputs, and as much as anything. His ability not to turn it over is been a huge boon to this offense. Like, I mean, he's at he's a nationally ranked player in the category. Iowa as a team is better than last year, so it's like. In what category? Turnovers. Turnovers, yeah. He's got okay. Excuse me, just coughing. How many times does he turn it over? Going one point two times a game. That's not bad. It isn't, but, like, he's got the ball quite a bit. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just I, – I think we're just seeing him scratch the surface of what he can do, and it's really cool because Iowa doesn't get guys who are one and done. But – so it's going to take time for these really good recruits to develop, and I think we're starting to really, really see that with him. Do you think Iowa will ever get a one-and-done player? Uh, that's probably a better question for JP, but, I mean, their best chance is probably that Foster kid. Oh, yeah, Xavier Foster, right? I don't know. I haven't paid any attention to basketball recruiting this year. Yeah, I mean, that's for next year, but, hey. Where's he from? Oskaloosa. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's going to North Carolina. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so gotta secure the bag first. God, that's funny. He sure does. But yeah. Um, cool. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, um, where do we take it from here, guys? Uh, do you want to talk about that, that stupid Michigan tweet that everybody Tight came up? So we yesterday, to... dude, like, when was this? During the Super Bowl that this, this dude tweeted today, this? No, he tweeted it yesterday. Today. He did okay. tweet it yesterday. It was like yeah. yesterday morning. Okay, so this Michigan offensive coordinator, uh, 
is tweeting about how Michigan is tight end you, and Iowa Twitter has very quickly taken exception to this and is roasting the hell out of him, including Calvin Bell. Calvin Bell is getting in on the action a little bit, talking his shit. But um, so he put up this graphic, and it says that it's go where you'll get the ball. Stats over the past three seasons, and he's comparing Michigan to the Alabama, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Clemson, and LSU. Um, which is you know like those are the name brand schools. Those are the schools that you think about when you think of good collegiate programs. Well, and Michigan State, but. Anytime that you can flex on your in-state rival, you know, you gotta. Like, by all means, I don't mind that one. But, um, so he put up these stats and Michigan's tight end catches and tight end yards over the last three seasons, and they're better than all those schools. But what he failed to do was include a certain school in the Big Ten West, uh, named Iowa, who has far superior numbers to Michigan over this time frame. Yeah, it's honestly laughable. Like, I mean, because not only did he leave Iowa off this list, which is, I get it. Like, it's dumb, and Iowa fans are rightly roasting him. But if, hey, Michigan, if you think you're going to recruit against Oklahoma, Alabama, Notre Dame, okay. But they also left off Ohio State, which <laughs> yeah, is kind of funny, right? Oh, I didn't even think of that. What, what, what are Ohio That's Penn State, State too. Yeah, and Gusecki added him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious! What are oh, wait? What are Ohio State's tight end numbers? Are they? No, I don't know. They they might not even be good. I feel like they, do they use a tight end? Yeah, exactly. But that should have been the point. Like, yeah. I mean, like, oh, sixteen tight end <laughs> catches and forty eight yards. Like, put that up there, man. If you're yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just like you know, I didn't put any of the people that are probably you're competing with for tight ends on here. But they did put, you know. LSU, who, so Michigan's tight end catches 167, pretty good number, two or 2,157 yards. Um, LSU, 78 tight end catches, 1,034 yards in the last three seasons. Like, if you want to compare, and I did this actually, um, Iowa had 87 catches in. 2018 alone to to LSU's 78 over three years, and they had 1,300 yards compared to LSU's 1,000. I saw like that's hilarious. Even like the LSU blog was agreeing with us. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, the SB Nation LSU blog, uh, and the Valley shook was like, "Man, y'all ain't even lying." Which is hilarious, <laughs> by the way. Uh, might be my favorite non-Blackheart Cold fans blog. Um, oh yeah, they're excellent. They're so good. And then I saw somebody else, a loyal Hawk fan. He took like the Michigan graphic, the picture, and it just said instead of tight end, he would just said Jake Butt went here. <laughs> <laughs> just there, we could do the same from the George Kittle. We probably should. Uh, George Kittle had twenty two catches in the season that would have counted against this. Yeah, yeah. So it's true. like <laughs> I, but, I just don't get it. Like it just. I just don't get it. Like, clearly you're not... One, it's also a bad sign. It is a bad sign that 167 catches went to tight ends and not receivers at Michigan. That's well, bad. They, they had Jake oh, I love that spin. So. Oh, yeah. Give me more. That's it. I mean, that's my spin. Like, I think there was a statistic. 
that I saw in the replies to this, I spent a little too much time looking through them. But one's like, no, there, you didn't. Was, <laughs> there was a stat where they went like a year, a full calendar year, a full calendar year without a touchdown catch for a wide receiver. Yeah, and Jake Rudock wasn't the quarterback during it. Oh, but, uh, I want God. I cover the team that that was 2012. No, no, right? no, no, no. Rudock and well, that was Vandenberg number one. Please respect James Vandenberg. <laughs> uh, wait. Okay, maybe you're right. I That's still, amazing. I think I covered that team too. I, yeah, whatever. But um, then this one was a newer tweet from tonight. It's probably circulated. I don't know. We're releasing this in a day or two. But Mich- but from Pick Six previews, Michigan trying to claim tight end you staff or. Tight end you with zero backing, and it's tight ends drafted since 2000. Um, Michigan has five, Miami has 12, Notre Dame 11, Iowa 9. It'll be 11 after this year. Um, but Michigan tight ends drafted since 2010, one. 24 schools had more. <laughs> Jake Butt. <laughs> and it was Jake Butt, yeah. <laughs> who what is he is he still in the league like i haven't heard anything yeah he's like decent right raider uh, Maybe? i think he i don't i think he was on the broncos but he had that gruesome leg injury i don't think oh, he ever really recovered from it yeah which is sad no okay i feel bad for making fun of jake but no 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 it's fine um but i think my favorite part of this tweet now that i just look at it like the giant plus sign that's good that's really good the thinky face. I'm I'm very much oh, thinking. No. Oh no! Jake Butt tore his but, ACL this year. Hate to see it. Twice he tore it last year and this year. All right, now I'm an asshole. All right, we're. God, I'm, I'm very sorry, very Jake. sorry to Jake Butt. Sorry. Yeah, this sorry, is. Sorry, Jake. This has gone sorry, downhill in a hurry. Sorry about your ACL and hilarious last name, uh, Harrison. What were you saying? <laughs> but I, the, easily the the best part about this is men lie. The hashtag men lie, women lie. Numbers don't. Oh yes, I, I completely mean, forgot about that. Like, it's, you're just <laughs> that is the most ridiculous hashtag. Roasted. I think I think Vint uh, posted the hashtag "men lie, women lie." This guy's number, this guy's lies, or this guy's numbers lie. Whatever it was, I gotta go find it because I did not do that any. I did not do that any justice. <laughs> but it's like, but like what? numbers lie too. All the time. Everybody lies <laughs> all the time. Look at my taxes. <laughs> Actually, no, don't. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but it's it like was... number lies. 167 tight end catches. That means. So is that supposed to mean your <laughs> offense is good? You're a Michigan team, and you're choosing to throw to your tight ends instead of wide receivers that you have. I was about to say your Michigan team with at least three four-star receivers I know of. But you're still throwing it to the tight ends. Yeah. Poor Oliver Martin. I know. Maybe he should be a tight end. Did Oliver Martin <laughs> have should. a catch this year? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. I saw him I'm, not, I'm not about to roast Oliver Martin. No. Me either. Seems like a nice kid. He just I went can. to Michigan. I will. I need to do a little more research. <laughs> you think he has a MySpace? Production speaks for itself. No, he's too young to <laughs> well, have a MySpace. He's way younger than MySpace, I know. Um, oh. So much in that tweet. God damn. Yeah, um, I haven't had a MySpace since I was in eighth grade. I can only imagine that this kid was in what? I oh, didn't even have one. I'm almost too old. Yeah. What were you on, Friendster? 
No, I didn't have one of those either. <laughs> also, it's, we were one of the last houses on the block to get a computer, too, so that could have been part of it. My dad never fully bought in on the uh, email thing. Like, didn't they, what, didn't the computers think it would stick? Were gonna <laughs> didn't think it would stick. <laughs> it would stick. <laughs> Imagine being the guy that was like, does your guy listen to this? We, we really, God, we really might have been the last house in our city to get a computer, God. Your, um, your I respect of, that, actually. And your like, lack it was only of ingenuity. Me, it was only because, like, me and my sister needed it for school to, like, oh. <laughs> to do homework. It got to the point. Uh,. Your like, internet illiteracy now suddenly makes so much sense. Like, now I know why you're not good at Twitter. It's like, Dad, I have to write a paper, and this typewriter, is, it's like, I'm getting, it's bleeding, make my hands bleed. Um, <laughs> um, what else? I mean, the Kelvin uh, Benjamin, or the Kelvin Bell Kelvin tweet Kelvin was Bell. just tremendous. Yeah. Mackie Awards won offers from schools oh, on that bogus graphic. Zero. <laughs> I didn't uh, see that the first time. That is just... That's from the top rope. We're, as, um, yeah. as the youth say. Pretty interesting that we maybe should possibly explore on the site that I'm just thinking of right now. Maybe it's a dumb comment, but it's interesting that it's pretty rare, even for a program like Iowa. I don't think there's going to be any coaching turnover this offseason for basketball or jesus for football oh there never has been for basketball as far as i'm aware yeah i know for basketball there never has been uh but for football Uh i think everybody's sticking around um yeah they they do sometimes we know i mean we got a new we got two new two years ago we got uh the running backs coach last year because we had a new coach you know there's always fringe position uh, like running backs coach like his revolving door. That's fair. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, do you all have anything else about football you want to talk about? Maybe some more basketball, some more hoops? Because <clears throat> I have a baseball minute. Ooh, oh, baseball oh! minute! Yes, let's do it. Pitchers and catchers report in 19 days. 19 days. Uh, well, Iowa baseball started their first official practice on January 25th. Oh, I guessed. God. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, pitchers and catchers is in for, for MLB is, in, is coming up. But Iowa baseball started practice like a week and a half ago now, two weeks ago. Um, yeah, um, this is going to be, this isn't going to be Iowa baseball's best year, I don't think. Um, but there are a couple of new coaches. So, the New York Yankees pried away two of Iowa's coaches. Uh, Desi Jerusalem was one of them. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, Joe Migliano? Migliazzi? I don't even... It's, he's very Italian. His name is super Italian. Migliaccio? Huh, what a name. I've never anyway. heard of an Italian With a name baseball. like Migliaccio, you should be in New York. Yeah, he deserved to be. But I, I think they're going to be more Come in the minor home. league system. Come home. <laughs> they're going to be in the minor league system. But Iowa has a couple new coaches, Robin Lund um, and Tom Gorzolani. And I don't know if any of you two know that name. But he's actually like a 30-something-year-old former Major League Baseball pitcher. He just retired like a year or so ago. Two years ago? Something like that. But, uh... 
Yeah. So some other information. Uh, there's D1 baseball has them going to has them finishing sixth in the Big Ten. So as I said, it's going to be a bit of a rebuilding year there. And like most of their, I think around that they had a solid year last year. It was definitely not there. Uh, last year started year. slow. Then didn't they do something eventually? I don't know. My question is: Does Connor McCaffrey play baseball this year? Well. I think he will. Did you know that he is the seventh-ranked Big Ten prospect for the 2019 MLB draft? He can be drafted? Yeah, they can be drafted oh, yeah. whenever they want. They oh, he you, just Harrison. has to play three years. They, they could draft you no. right now, Harrison. You could draft him right now. But the, I think the thing with it is is that and base, MLB amateur draft rules confuse the hell out of me. I think that once you're drafted, you can choose to go out in the draft. Or you can go back to college, but once you go back to college, you have to finish. Um, okay, I I have no clue. I'm not. Gonna I think, so like he could be draft. So like if he, I think that if he were entering his draft or name into the draft this year, he could be drafted. Let's say he was drafted like thirtieth round. He could choose to be to go to that team, or he could choose to go back to Iowa. And if he chose to go back to Iowa. I think he'd have to graduate. To be picked again. Oh yes, by another team. That's correct. Yeah, another team would, and like yes, you'd be yes, like eligible yes, to re-enter in the did, draft. Yeah. It wouldn't even be like a like I know NHL is if you get drafted in college, you could just finish college, graduate, yes. and then be no, like, oh, yeah, I'll right. sign your contract. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, that's right. I thought I know I'm right. About something else for something for some reason. Yeah, um, I kind of weird. <laughs> If he's, like, really good at baseball, like, has a great season maybe, like, does he play basketball next year? Mm, I was just about to ask Max that. I, I think, I mean, it would really depend on where he was drafted, I think. Because, like, there's Bohannon and, and DJ thought... Carton. No, we don't have Carton. We've got uh, Toussaint. Frederick. Toussaint. CJ Frederick. Toussaint. Same... Who's, oh, who's CJ Frederick, yeah. Toussaint. Or do we have two point guards on the bench? No, Frederick. He's more of a shooting guard. Okay, I don't know the roster, so. Yeah, clearly. But could he Kyler Murray this thing? Or Russell Wilson? Pick your your choice, I guess. But could he play baseball minor league and still play basketball? Because I think it's almost a lock that he's going to play basketball next year. Because who could pass up the opportunity to play with his brother? Uh, He could play like... He could go play in the minors for a summer, but he couldn't. I mean, that that he'd he'd have two to three months. What did Russell okay. Wilson do? I don't remember exactly That's how what that he worked did. out. He played like That's Cape what he Con. did. Yeah. Uh, or maybe not. Yeah, no. <laughs> Clearly, we don't understand paid. how college baseball works. Hold on, let me. I think there's like something called frugal. We can look this up. But anyway, I mean, I think it really depends on where McCaffrey gets drafted. Um, because if he were to get drafted, like, relatively high, if teams thought they could pry him away and he ends up being that good at baseball, then I think that teams will be more willing to take that risk. Um, but if they don't feel like, if he'll, like, you know, if he'll bolt from college, there's probably a much better chance that he gets drafted in a later round and chooses to come back to school. Russell Wilson played second base for the Tri-City Dust Devils. 
2010. <laughs> and then the Asheville Tourists in 2011. Harrison, tell me, Yo. what region is Tri-City of the Tri-City Dust Devils? Or is, Max. Max, both of you. Isn't that considered, like, Philadelphia? Uh, okay, you are correct. And that's where it was founded. But that is not where the team is now. Ah. That doesn't count, though. Trick You're... question. Where are they? They are now Scranton. out of Pasco, Washington. Like, state? Yes. Huh. And they kept the name? Yes. It's like the Seattle Supersonics moving to Oklahoma City and being like, no, we're still the Seattle Supersonics. And like the LA Lakers moving from Minneapolis. Yeah, but not... I'm not bitter, you're bitter. (laughs) You're you're bitter about losing... You get the Timberwolves, dude. (laughs) We get the the Chicago Timber Pups. Yeah. That was the saddest picture I saw. The one where it was dang... Like... Kirk Heinrich was gone from it, from the Bulls. But Harrison, it was still... do you have, um, uh, God damn it, Turkish basketball player thoughts? Kito Turkoglu. Um, Enes Kanter. Enes Kanter thoughts. About, about what? Well, just what the Knicks are doing him, what's going on with him. Did you see all that food he ate that one time? That was amazing. <laughs> All right. All right. I think we don't have anything else to talk about. Really, Iowa sports. We got a good, what well, we started 11 minutes in. I didn't hear half of it in the middle. Um, now we're talking about Enos Cantor and his uh, food. Pro- I, guess, I guess his diet. Yeah, and his diet. So I'm um, great. I'm glad though this was a terrible, awful podcast. I'm so sorry to anybody. It's tremendous podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to sponsor us, um, you know where to find me. Well, the joke's on them. Our people we do have spon- We do have sponsors now. I For now. Wait. Yeah. A uh, little, little, um, little sneak preview there. We're probably not going to have one on this podcast, but moving forward, oh, oh yeah. Podcast ads, ladies and gentlemen. We've hit the big time. We've sold out. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Until next time, uh, I'm Max. Ben was here. He's now muted himself. Like, hey, Ben. Good little whistle there. Yeah, uh, Harrison. Harrison is here. Um, and yeah, uh, go Hawks. Go Hawks.